How about learning some simple tips that work that are slightly deviating and unconventional and that are battle tested? So this episode is about all of the things that I learned this year and how you can use it in your podcasting journey for 2023 so that you are able to create a podcast that is a success. Welcome to the Podcasting University. Looking for help on starting your own podcast? Then this is the place to be. We will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible. Listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week. You can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Podcasting University. This is your host Dilip and if you don't know me then I'm a podcaster, affiliate marketer and blogger who runs this show the Podcasting University which is basically about tips and tricks about getting started with your own podcast. I share a lot of practical and implementable tips and, and tricks here so if you're new here then whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on then you might want to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss out on any of the latest episodes that i release and if you like this episode or like this show then do consider recommending this show to your friends relatives and your social media circles if you think they are interested in learning more about podcasting and before we get started with this week's episode a very important message as podcasters we all know how challenging remote podcasting can be especially if you're running an interview format podcast something that i absolutely cannot compromise on is the quality of the interviews if the audio isn't crystal clear you are giving a reason to your listeners to browse away but thankfully for me i don't face that problem because i use zencaster for all my recording needs Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and amazing HD videos if you prefer videos. The best thing, there is nothing to download and even my guests who aren't tech savvy can get started easily by clicking the link that I send them. Now if you are like me and are obsessed with quality, then you need Zencaster. Go to zencaster.com/pricing and use my code the pod u it is t h e p o d u you will get 30% off your first 3 months of zencaster professional i want you to have the same easy experiences i do for all of my podcasting and content needs it's time to share your story let's get back to today's episode now now this is going to be the last episode for this year which is 2022 and what better time than this to recap some of the learnings for this year now i released about 46 episodes of the show this year after i moved to a weekly publishing schedule and there were a lot of experiments that i did and there were some very valuable lessons that i learned from all of these experiments that i did so if you're looking at starting a podcast then these lessons which are going to be mostly unconventional because you won't hear a lot of people talking about these now these tips and these lessons are going to help you a lot in ensuring that you start a podcast that actually works gets listenership and is a success story so let's quickly get on to some of these tips now these podcasting lessons like what i said 
are something that is unconventional that nobody talks a lot about. And if you see, there's a lot of knowledge available online on blogs, videos, and even for that matter on podcasts. And a lot of these are cliche information and are copied from one post to another or from posts to videos and so on. Because those are things that have proven to work and everybody thinks those are the only things that work. But you won't find a lot of these practical tips that are tested out to find what really works in any of these blogs or videos or even some of these podcasts. But what I'm going to share with you today and talk to you about are all based on what I tested out this year. So I know these are things that work and I'll also be sharing some of the things that don't really work. So this is going to be some experimented, tested and proven tips that I'm going to share on today's episode. So let's get started. Number one, the switch to the weekly episodes. Now I increased the frequency of my show from a bi-weekly to a weekly show somewhere around mid-February. Now, this change had a lot of impact on me and on the show. Now, the three benefits of doing this were, the first one was faster growth. The increase in frequency meant that I was generating more content for my listeners and was appearing more frequently in front of them. Now, the obvious benefit of this was faster growth, which means more downloads and more listens. Now, the show grew by about 800% this year and the audience was found more engaging primarily because of the number of times I was appearing in front of them. Now, a weekly show is always better than bi-weekly or monthly show, which is something that I could prove or I could test out with this switch from the bi-weekly to a weekly show. And this especially if you consider the ocean of podcasts out there where most of the shows are releasing episodes every week. Now, a daily show can help build your following faster but that can be extremely difficult to pull off because you need to be ready with content for every episode every day and there's a lot of editing and time that is going to go in order to produce a daily show. So that isn't something that I would really recommend but if you can pull it off nothing like it but I would recommend going with a weekly show which is something that will work in terms of growing your podcast. Number two was in terms of the personal development. Now, weekly show meant that I was researching more, spending more time creating more content and learning more about marketing, content creation, sales and all of these things. So personally, it helped me grow a lot and it helped me grow a lot faster. So if I compare my personal development to the last year, which is 2021, I grew at a much faster pace and there was a lot of knowledge that I was able to acquire in this one year, which is 2022. So this again is something that is a benefit if you are starting off with a weekly show, which is why I would recommend going with a weekly option. Now, number three was creating more. Now, another benefit of this was that I was creating a lot more content, almost double the content than earlier. And this in turn meant that I had a lot of content to share on social media and other channels. And if I look at the repository of content that I have that I can share on social media, then that's so huge that it'll cover the next two years. So that way, the amount of content that I was creating has doubled and that has given me a lot of content repository in terms of the content I can share on social media. Now, there is a downside to switching to this weekly episodes. Now, the obvious one to it is that you will have to create a lot of content, which means you will need a lot more content ideas, a lot more time in terms of recording the episodes, editing, publishing, promoting. So you need to spend double the time that you are 
otherwise pending if you're releasing a bi-weekly episode so that's one of the obvious downsides to publishing weekly episodes but this in turn and it'll also mean that you need much more focus and you're going to grind yourself much more so you need to tread cautiously if you're going to switch to a weekly episode just to ensure that you don't burn out so Take that decision after considering all of the resources that are available at your disposal, including the time that you can dedicate to your podcast. The second thing that I experimented was in terms of using social media to promote my podcast. I focused a lot on social media this year, primarily Instagram, Twitter and Pinterest. It was not until about October that I switched over to Twitter and Pinterest. So most of the year I was primarily focused on Instagram and Facebook wasn't something that I focused at all for the year. Now something that I observed was that while Instagram is a good place to engage with your audience, it isn't something that can help you grow your show a lot. An Instagram algorithm is something that is very difficult to understand. You would never be able to kind of figure out what content goes viral or is liked by audience and what content isn't. And until and unless one of your content pieces, maybe a reel, goes viral and gets about a 1 million views, your follower count isn't going to improve. And that also means that the newer audience who are going to come in isn't going to be high and it need not even be that all of these follower count increase that you're going to see on Instagram is going to be your podcast audience as well. So from a growth perspective, I don't think Instagram is a good place to grow your show, but you can always engage with your audience and check for what they would like to listen more. That way, in terms of content creation, it helps you a lot. And the plain headliner videos that everybody kind of talks about uh, that you can use to promote your episodes just doesn't work. So you have to be extremely innovative to make these kind of videos work. And there are a lot of strategies around it, which is something that we can talk maybe in another episode. But if you're looking at only generating some plain headliner videos and thinking that uh, these audiograms can help you grow your show on uh, channels like that of Instagram, it isn't going to happen. Now, Twitter needs a strategy in itself to grow, which is something that I'm working on right now. And Pinterest is more about idea pins these days. So if you're looking at static pins, uh, it's a good strategy, but it is not going to help you grow your show faster. Now, on Twitter, you need to continuously engage, post content and keep interacting to grow. But it isn't going to directly help grow your show. That is something that you might want to keep in mind. You need to build an email list from Twitter and then redirect that traffic to your show. That is a strategy that you will have to use if you're planning to use Twitter to grow your podcast. Twitter threads are the best way to build credibility and a following and consequently an email list. So you will have to incorporate Twitter threads into your overall strategy. Now I use a tool called Zlapo, which is something that I use to schedule all of my tweets and threads. And it also helps do that for LinkedIn, which is another channel that I'm focusing on right now. So Zlapo is an amazing tool. There are uh, different payment options. You even have a lifetime account option that is available on AppSumo. I link to it in the show notes. So if you're interested, you can always check out the show notes on thepodcastinguniversity.com forward slash 87. You'll be able to find a link to Zlapo there. Now, my focus for 2023 is going to be LinkedIn and Twitter primarily and to some extent Pinterest. So the focus on Instagram will be a little lesser for 2023. Now, another thing that I started was posting the Instagram reels to YouTube. And that was a good strategy 
that helped me build an audience on YouTube and it is also helping me divert that audience to my podcast and considering that I've started publishing videos on YouTube this is helping me build an audience for these videos as well. So the three learnings from using social media in 2022 one use Instagram more to engage with your existing listeners but use Twitter and Pinterest to acquire new listeners. Number two, don't spend a lot of time creating new content for social media. Use your long-form content, which is podcasts, blogs, etc. Make shorter content from these long-form content and repurpose and use that content for all of your social media channels. And number three, very important, include YouTube in your overall podcasting strategy. The third thing that I tried was between interviews and solo episodes. So this year I was focused a little more on creating solo episodes primarily because I had to build a lot of knowledge, knowledge repository for the show because my show was all about teaching how to start a podcast and hence this made sense from a strategy perspective. So I created a lot of solo episodes in comparison to the number of interviews that I did. Now some of the learnings from the increased focus on the solo episodes were number one solo episodes it's obviously easier to create but if you are able to create even a 10 minute episode with extremely valuable and good content it can work really well in terms of building your audience rather than spending that one hour or one and a half hour in terms of doing an interview and creating an interview episode and what you will need to be focusing on is delivering very specific information in these solo episodes it can do wonders to your show now interviews work really well if you can plan it out in batches but the time taken for it is much more so you need to ensure that you're planning it out accordingly based on your time availability number three services like podmatch etc has worked well in finding guests but social media is still my preferred method to go about researching how valuable those guests are or what is the value those guests can bring for my podcast the fourth thing that i tried was to switch to a premium paid podcast host now in the second quarter of the year i decided to move from hubhopper which is basically a free podcasting platform to a paid podcast host hubhopper is always a recommended resource if you want to start off for free especially from an indian market perspective but i decided to make the switch because of some obvious strategic purposes so i moved to speaker and that turned out to be a disaster while the migration was easy what happened after the migration was extremely painful for me. Now, they had very poor customer service, no responses for question, very ambiguous offer. All of this made life hell for me for almost about a month. Then I decided to move over to Acast and I think that decision is something that I really like or I feel made sense and I simply love their service and all of the things that comes as part of the paid package at Acast. The only thing is that I'm not able to use the subscription option on ACAST primarily because of the limitations that Stripe has from an Indian market perspective. So here are some of the learnings from the switch that I made to a premium paid podcast host. One, premium is always better. They offer you a lot more features, better support. But what you need to ensure is pick the right hosting. Spend time to evaluate the service and pick the right hosting. I would recommend that you sign up for a monthly plan and try the host out for maybe a couple of months before you move into a yearly plan. If at all your hosting company has one, otherwise stick to the monthly plan, but uh, don't make a long-term commitment before you have tested them out. Number two, remember that your stats are lost when you make the switch. 
So you're going to start from zero download when you switch over. That is something that you might want to keep in mind. Ensure that you're keeping all screenshots of your stats at your old host so that you know what is the total number of downloads that your show has received. Number three, premium hosts help you make money from ads, though it can be minuscule and it can be incorporated into your long-term strategy. So that way, premium hosts can help you. And the premium subscription options will basically help you get started with your paid subscription if that is something that you're looking at. But you need to ensure that you're checking that your podcast host has a compatibility with the payment platform and everything so that your paid subscription can be set up. The fourth one is that the best thing about moving to a paid host was that you're forced into committing yourself to publish episodes regularly because you know you're paying for it every month. You're going to pay a monthly fees to your premium host which pushes you into ensuring that you're utilizing that payment that you're making by releasing an episode every week. So in terms of committing yourself, I think switching to a paid podcast host makes really sense and that brings in uh, some amount of consistency into your show, which also helps you in the overall growth of your show. Now, there were some other important lessons that I learned during the journey this year. These were primarily about the growth of this show. So uh, number one, every podcaster is worried about their growth and they're always trying to find ways to grow their show. Of all the methods, I tried a lot many methods this one year. The most effective one that I found was consistency in publishing episode. That's right. Keep publishing quality content regularly and consistently. And that itself is the best and the biggest way to grow your show. If you're generating quality content, you're doing it regularly, consistently, appearing in front of your audience every week and doing the basic promotional requirements, then that itself can help your podcast grow. Number two, recommendations are the second best way to grow. You can ask your listeners, your social media followers, your friends, relatives, etc. to recommend your show. I would recommend that you do it as much as possible in your episodes and use it as a call to action somewhere. You can also incentivize people for doing that and you will see that your show is growing. Now, if you want to spend money on ads, buy ads on existing podcasts for placing a promo for your podcast. Buzzsprout is something that offers that option and there are some other services out there as well which you can use to do that. You can always go about searching but you know if you want to spend money, spend money on these ads instead of doing Facebook ads or Twitter ads or some of the other social media ads. Promo swaps are another great way to find recommendations. It works really well. We were able to see a clear uptick in listenership every time we did a promo swap or a paid placement uh, with any other podcast and we saw that the listeners have stuck with us ever since. So it's long-term growth and these listeners stay with your podcast if you are able to generate quality content. So look for promo swaps with other podcasters, which is an easier way to do it. And number three, weekly episodes, like what I said, is the best show frequency to grow your show. So if at all you're looking at the right frequency for your podcast, then it is a weekly frequency. So go with that. Now, I released almost about 46 episodes this last year, which is 2022. And there was some content that I released before that as well. So just to recap the entire year and all of the episodes that I've released, there are some recommended episodes that I have if you're looking at getting started with podcasting. So episodes one to five 
covers the basics of podcasting. You can listen to them if you are new to podcasting and are looking to getting started with your podcast. Episode 11 is where I discuss about the importance of a website. And keep in mind that you need a website if you are looking at long-term growth for your podcast. And I always recommend building an email list for your podcast if you want to stay in touch with your listeners. And for that, you need a website. So episode 11 talks about the importance of a website and how you can put together one. So you can always listen to that if you are wondering as to how to get started with a podcast website. Episode 28 is where I talk about different hosting options and what are some of the premium podcast hosts out there and how to go about picking the best podcast host for your podcast. So if you're still with a free host and you're planning to switch over to a paid host, then this is an episode that you need to listen to. It'll give you a perspective on how to go about picking the right host for your podcast. Episode 29 is basically about picking a good name for the show. One of the most important components of the success of a podcast is the name of the show. So, and it is important that you pick a right name for your show. So this episode talks a lot about how to go about picking a good name for your show. Episode 47 is about email marketing and its importance. Like what I said, I always recommend building an email list because that is what will help you stay in touch with your listeners, engage them and build a loyal listenership. So this episode talks a lot about how you can use email marketing as a podcaster and how to get started with building an email list. Episode 55 are some common reasons why podcasts fail Uh, This will help you ensure that you are not doing these mistakes so that your podcast is there in the long run and you are able to build a successful podcast for yourself. And episode 73 is all about podcasting SEO. So from a discoverability perspective, if you're not focusing on search engine optimization for your podcast and your podcasting website, then you're losing a lot of traffic. So this episode will teach you how to go about looking at search engine optimization for your podcast and how to go about optimizing your content for search engines from a podcasting perspective. So that was some of the learnings that I had in 2022. My strategy for 2023 includes a lot of different social media channels, trying them out, some advanced podcasting courses and improving and building my podcast newsletter. So if you haven't subscribed to my podcasting newsletter, which is called as The Loudspeaker, then please do subscribe to it. It's a bi-weekly newsletter where I share one short essay with a focus on content marketing and content creation, primarily from an audio content perspective, focused on podcasts. So you might want to subscribe to the newsletter, which is a bi-weekly newsletter. It's free to subscribe. You'll be able to find the link to the newsletter in the show notes go ahead and subscribe to the show there that is all that i have for this episode you can visit the podcastinguniversity.com forward slash 87 for the show notes the links to all of the episodes that i spoke about and also the link to some of the tools that i recommend in podcasting including the link for zlapo which is the twitter tool that i spoke about you can go ahead and check all of them out there If you have any questions or comments, you can post it in there and I will respond to all of your questions and comments there. That is all that I have for this episode. I'll talk to you again in 2023 with another new episode around podcasting. Until then, keep listening to the Podcasting University. The show is available on pretty much all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, GeoSavan, 
Gaana and Amazon Prime Music as well. So pick your favorite platform and give it a listen in there. And if you listen to the show on Good Pods, I would recommend sharing it with your friends. And Good Pods is my recommended and favorite platform for listening to podcasts. That is all that I have for this episode. I'll be back again the next week, which is in the new year, 2023. Until then, keep listening to the Podcasting University, and you all have a wonderful rest of the week. Oh, 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 o